What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to the Why Network, where we interview every job occupation A through Z from the trash man to the CEO and ask them why and how they started their professor so that you can find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Matt Warzel. Now, Matt is a certified professional resume writer, certified internet recruiter, as well as the president of a resume writing firm. Now, with more than 15 years of recruitment, outplacement, career coaching, and resume writing experience, Matthew has a lot to share with us today. So, Matt, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. There we go, Matt. How are you feeling today? I'm doing well, Coach. I'm excited to speak with your audience, and I hope you're doing well, too, during these uh, uncertain times. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yes, I am. I'm doing very well, indeed. Um, now, Matt, you probably are very special you you are i mean there's i don't think there's anybody in um you know listening to this podcast right now that cannot use your advice um that you're going to give out here today so i'm real excited to dive right into these questions and really just uh pick your brain and really just get all the good advice that you have to give today so matt let's just go ahead and dive right in why did you become a resume writer Good question. It was actually kind of out of circumstance. I had been a uh, HR recruiter um, for about six years, and then the financial meltdown of 08. Uh, kind of, you know, as a recruiter, you're pretty expendable during the downtime. So, uh, got laid off, unfortunately, and I've been laid off a couple of times. So, I know that feeling as well. And it, and it helps internalize and empathize with a lot of folks uh, out there that are in those circumstances. So, uh, and essentially, after that had happened, I thought, well, Instead of going and trying to like claw my way back into recruiting and just trying to piecemeal contract jobs, because uh, it was a big kind of contract focus for recruiters in the 2000s, so not a lot of full-time gigs anyway. But um, and, and so I just kind of was racking my brain. I thought, well, you know, on the side, I'm getting unemployment, so maybe I'll just start writing resumes. You know, it, it, I mean, it, and back then I was charging like 60 bucks mm-hmm. uh, or 50 bucks. You know, I mean, it was pretty kind of uh, early career, but. Uh, uh, in a roundabout way, I started getting traction after, you know, maybe two, three years of just hitting the pound, you know, pounding the pavement, hitting it hard and, mm-hmm. uh, comes full circle. All of a sudden I'm a full-time resume writer. So I, I <laughs> it was happenstance, but man, am I, I, I it, sometimes like a downsizing, like, like in 08 or even right now, uh, even these, these folks coming out of college that are, you know, not seeing opportunities come their way. Just, just, I, my one piece of advice for that is. These types of downtimes can really let you recalibrate, let you focus on what's important, and let you kind of figure out what's the steps you need to take to, to find happiness in your career, in your profession, and, and, and then start strategizing about how to go about getting into that role uh, of someone that you aspire to be. So, you know, when bad stuff comes, sometimes good things or even opportunities you never even thought of open up and reset your course in life. Very nice. I love it. And it, of course, um, again, in times like this, um, it is a big refresh button for a lot of people just uh, just opening their eyes to uh, things that were, you know, their eyes were once closed to. Um, right. So that's it's a very important time for uh, for everybody right now just to 
just to, again, just get everything and soak everything in that um, you were just talking about right there. So I really like to uh, know what was your process like for it? I mean, you you said um, about two to three years in, you found yourself, um, you know, fully, fully into the game. But, you know, what was the process like? When, when did it really dawn on you that like, oh, like this is actually this is something that I can do for um, a very long time and something that I love to do? That's great. Well, and, you know, I, I wish I could say it was the very first resume order, but I can't even remember what that was. But and 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 it probably wasn't as poignant as the moment I landed in the resume writing business. Sometimes companies do mass layoffs, and they want people like us to help out the transition of a, of a whole department, maybe. Right? So you know, maybe fifty people. Uh, they call that outplacement. Essentially, I go in and I, I'm helping these people exit the company and try to regain new employment. And that process uh, outplacement, I landed my first client in 2013. It was like a thousand dollar check. And I was like, I mean, I still saved the check and everything. I, I did the mobile deposit so I could save it. And um, honestly, that was when it hit me. I go, I told my wife, I go, look at this. I, I can't believe I, I, I hunted down the sale, set the meeting and closed the sale and actually got paid and, and did the service. And that's when I realized that, you know, you, you kind of go into this thinking, you know, you always constantly soaking up in uh, information regardless to just stay relevant. But it was like I went from this kind of like intimidated, like, oh, I don't know what the hell I'm doing to like all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I actually am a professional person. I'm a business person. And that's the thing is confidence does breed success because, I mean, obviously there's a lot of introverts and that might lack confidence that will will definitely have success. And, and we're you know, they have their own tricks and trades of doing it. But Man, if you're confident going out there, it's just it lights up the room and it really makes for a better overall experience for that purchase. So whether or not you're selling or you're buying, whatever, it's just having confidence is just such a good key because now you can actually start knowing what you don't know and figuring out how to fill those gaps in and then sharing what you do know and having confidence in, in having that expertise because, you know, it's proven and you've gone through these processes so much that you kind of see the writing on the wall. So it's just. That was the first moment, man, was that first check. When you start getting paid for what you're doing, it's like and, – and doing what you, you know, kind of created on your own, not like a, you know, paycheck from an employer, uh, like, you know, the entrepreneur thing. But, man, when yep. you get that first check, it's wild. I I I thousand percent agree. And me, personally, I haven't even reached that point yet. I'm about a year and a half in, and I'm still waiting. I don't care if it's $5. I told everybody that I'm going to post that. I'm going to have it posted right on the wall once I get my first check. So I really love that story right there, Matt. Um, and I, I gotta ask, I gotta ask. So what do you think were some childhood hobbies or habits that you think matriculated into who you became today? Oh, that's good. I, you know, uh, honestly, it, I would probably tie a lot of my uh, early success or like success from my early years of sports and partaking in group efforts. And, and you know, those kind of things were activities where you're held accountable, held to a schedule. You had a to do list. And, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I'm a sports nut anyway, and I can't, I mean, this is like rough right now living without it, but like, you know, it's, it's like one of those things where if, if someone is motivating you to do things when you're, you know, your parents, when you're a kid and coaches and teachers, and then when you're, you know, out of school, you're kind of thrown into this scary world on your own. And you're like, what the heck do I do? Um, and that could be daunting. Cause you went from, you know, people kind of catering to you your whole life as a kid, which is, you need to, cause you got to learn, but it's like that's the biggest thing is once they're on their own, these 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 entry level folks coming out, it can be daunting. So know that that's OK to have a feeling like that. You don't have to be 
uh, someone that has their 50 year plan already mapped out at 22. You don't have to be, uh, you know, these actors and musicians and athletes that are 22 that are making multi millions. I mean, there are anomalies like those people. And we all wish that. I mean, the, the kid who just won the PGA Championship this week is 23 years old. When I was 23, I was working as a server, still fumbling around going to parties and stuff because I just graduated. I don't know what the hell I was doing in life. Uh, so you don't have to hold yourself to a Colin Morikawa type person. You don't have to be 23 and have accolades. Like, don't worry about it. They will come if you work hard. So I think, you know, that's the biggest thing what I took from my childhood was schedule, getting stuff done, no excuses, and 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 making stuff happen for yourself because you, you want to hold yourself accountable eventually on your own. You're not going to have anybody saying, do this, and here you go. You, you're eventually going to have to make your own way. And it can be daunting, but if you start putting those scheduling and itineraries together as a kid or, or just crossing off to-dos, um, it, it can make for a, a wonderful uh, habit in, in, in the future. Very nice, very nice. And a firm foundation of discipline, I think, is important yeah. in any anybody, anybody. I think discipline is uh, the number one because the, the thing that comes out of discipline is consistency. And once you're consistent about whatever you're doing in life, you will get better and better and better and better at it until you look up one day and you might be that 23-year-old person who may, may have won the PGA Tour just like that, just because you had that discipline and consistency and that work ethic. So I love that piece of advice right there, Matt. Um, now, what is an average day like for a resume writer? Good question. Well, for me, my morning consists of my leads. I got to go and find the ones I missed and, and kind of attack those. I have a back doorway of getting my leads. And then um, after I do my leads, I, I do emails, prioritize my uh, client emails, and then I go into my business kind of newsletter emails, the stuff to where I can stay up on top of trends and, and know what's going on in the hiring world, as well as, you know, my sports and politics kind of stuff. I kind of get all that my email reading, everything done in the morning. And then I attack my afternoon with um, either resume writing uh, or marketing or both. It just depends. And so, if I'm not writing, I'll just majority of the afternoon is going to be just heavy marketing. Having said that, I mean, I have a two year old at home, so I kind of balance my life with around him, too. So uh, and that's a good thing. I can work from home as a resume writer. Um, but it still can also be, you know, a little bit distracting because you're like, well, I'll just get up in the middle of the resume when I'm writing and just go hang with him because he's bothering me for not bothering, but wanting to play. And I hate saying no. So, you know, so my day does not end at five. My day does not begin at nine. Like. You know, I, sometimes I sleep in if, if he's sleeping late or sometimes I get up early if he gets up early. And so every day is different, which is cool as an entrepreneur. But majority of it, no matter what time of day it is, always sales, always marketing, always client execution. Those are my big three. Um, my, I'm typically about a 12 hour day of work. So we'll put him down about seven at night and I'll just keep going till about 11. And that's the thing. If you want to become an entrepreneur, your own boss, it's awesome because you set your own schedule, but you are tied to you know, you're, you're tied to, like you said, having consistency still, because if you don't, you're not going to progress. You're going to have little haphazard sales and kind of, you know, inconsistent uh, uh, um, income. And that could be a little daunting, too. So if you just keep pounding the pavement, planting little seeds here and there, spreading your kind of knowledge everywhere, eventually people will come to you for that advice and they'll pay you to do stuff for you, uh, do stuff for them. So um, my day's all over the place. But yeah, those big three, though, still is uh, majority of my day. Very nice. Very nice. I love that right there. I loved it. So uh, what do you enjoy the most about your work? The most I enjoy is when I get a client saying they got the job or they or, or they, you know, had a hire manager say they were wowed by a resume. 
hands down testimonials from clients make you feel euphoric uh, inside. And that is just it's uh, it's profound to me. I love it. Very nice. And before I even roll into this next question, what do you think there are some tips or pieces of advice that you could give to somebody out there who who needs that resume help just to just because we're speaking to a professional resume writer? Yeah, absolutely. I would say, first and foremost, have it done professionally. I mean, uh, myself, my, my colleagues that I'm, I, I collaborate with, there's so many fantastic pieces of uh, information out there, but also just wonderful uh, 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 professionals that are willing to do this and not gouge you either. I mean, uh, you know, I'm a couple hundred bucks for a resume. So you got to kind of see what's the what's the uh, the uh, SWOT analysis of your life that, hey, if I'm going to if I'm having issues trying to be an accountant somewhere because my resume sucks, is two hundred dollars worth it that I'm going to go and get this thing branded, make this look better for me, this resume and be a better marketing tool. So then I, I then close on a job that pays me 50 grand. So is that $200 worth you getting a $50,000 job? So, I mean, there's, and that's for anything in life. There's life's a series of trade-offs. So what is it worth to you to, to, to better yourself? So regardless if it's me, just make sure you hone in on having someone do it properly. Unless if you want to do it yourself, then go and read and digest all the knowledge you can about what makes a good resume. Because honestly, it is a different science. Um, I have friends that are, you know, that are content writers for marketing and they'll come to me for their resume because they're like, it's a totally different way of writing. And, and that is the truth. There's a screenwriter. There's a marketing writer. There's a there's a resume writer. There's a you know, everybody's kind of different. So if, don't rely on your friend who graduated with an English degree to write your resume because they are pretty good with words, even if they're, you know, 100 percent air free type writers, copywriters, whatever, that's good and all, but they don't know how to target your messaging. They don't know what to leave in, what to leave off. So your resume is your marketing piece. And if you write it to uh, specify majority of your background in terms of like a accomplishment or a value, um, that is gonna hold more weight. And then also making sure you spr uh, sprinkle in the right keywords, because obviously um, in this day of hunting online for, for jobs, Recruiters use these little databases called applicant tracking systems, and these things will track you as a candidate. Well, if they want to come find you in you know, five months from now because they thought you were a good fit for a job that just opened, they got to use buzzwords to find you that are on your resume. So you got to play that game, too. And then overall, you just got to make sure your messaging is pragmatic, uh, focused on what your targeted role is, and it speaks to you being a, a valid candidate for that opening. And in that kind of sense, just make sure when you're writing it, logical if they're reading the resume they being the hiring manager if they're reading the resume and they're crinkling their forehead when they're reading it you're not going to be a good candidate they're going to toss you out if you if they're reading the resume and it, it flows nicely and the messaging's there now they're going to bring in for an interview and that's all your resume is supposed to do is just get you in that door for the interview very 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 nice i love that so much because um i, I can i can relate um, I, I get emails. Uh, I got an email from you even, um, you know, with um, s is giving me a pitch to want to be to come on to the uh, to this podcast. And so pretty much I get the the recruiters uh, lifestyle myself. And I really see a lot of um, people giving me pitches to try to come on and be on the show. And really, um, I see I sense a lot of people. Some people, they may, you know, put accolades. They may put, you know, um, oh, I've been on this and that and this and the third. But they won't they won't ever answer the question of why you should why you should join the podcast. Um, and I feel like it's the same thing with joining the job. It shouldn't be you shouldn't be presenting, putting out there, you know, what all these things you've accomplished. You should be why what what value are you going to add to this to this situation, whatever situation that you want to be a part of? 
what what are, how are you going to add value to that? Uh, but anyway, uh, Matt, let me go ahead and ask you this. Um, and I'm, I'm going to dive more into the, uh, what I just spoke on um, in the question after. But let me uh, go ahead and ask you the back end of the first question I asked you. What do you enjoy the least about what you do? The least is going to be probably um, the amount of tasks I give myself sometimes. It could be a little daunting. So I wish I was a little bit better at automation. And, and my thing is, um, I don't know where to go to start with automation in terms of do I go hire someone to outsource it to or, you know, there's all these platforms online and there's ways that we get workflows, they call them in your business. And so it's key that whatever you're doing, do it efficiently. And there's tools out there to get it done efficiently. So I think my thing is that since technology evolves so quickly, sometimes keeping up with it's tough. And as, as a small business, you know, I'm not Cisco, I'm not IBM, I'm not Apple, where I could just maintain relevancy constantly because, you know, they have multi-millions of do- or billions of dollars to spend into this kind of stuff. As a, as a, as a solo kind of uh, gig economist, they call us the gig economist people, um, it's tough to kind of keep up with competition in that matter. So the technology evolution stuff is constantly kind of weighing heavy on small businesses just to keep up. And I think that's why I least like is just, you know, SEO marketing, for instance, is evolving constantly. So it's like, is my website optimized? I, well, I guess it was three months ago. Is it now? I don't know. So it's just like, you know, yep. the, the technology stuff can get a little uh, love Haiti. And, and trust me, I've had my days of screaming at my laptop because things aren't working right. But uh, again, but I live on a laptop still, so it's a love hate, man. You can't hate on the stuff you use all day either. <laughs> yep. 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 I can definitely agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. And again, this next question is my favorite. It's my absolute favorite, hands down. So do you think that grades mattered in the success that you have in your career today? Absolutely. I mean, you're putting effort in. You can't just sit there. I have I have family members that you know, decided not to take school serious. And I see it now at when they're 50 years old and they're struggling. So it's like, you want to set yourself up for your future self. You want to take care of yourself, mind, body, soul now, because when you're 50, when you're 40, you know, like me, an old dinosaur, you know, your bones start to hurt, your brain slows down a little. I mean, things like happen with age. So make it easier for your future self by doing the right things now. And grades, yes, because what do grades lead to? More opportunity for better schools, more opportunity for scholarships, which what saves money, gets you ahead uh, better. And when you do graduate, I mean, you know, not necessarily every job is going to require a degree. So this isn't a catch all, but majority of jobs are going to look at you and say, what'd you accomplish? And if you got a, you know, you went four years at a nice school and got a degree in something you want to do, that's an accomplishment. That That's an achievement that takes hard work and and, and um, sacrifice and, and time management and, and numerous things. So um absolutely grades matter because it keeps you holding yourself accountable having little checklists and then it gives you that feeling of accomplishment and doing things uh, and doing things right and that makes you just a well-rounded person you got to be you got to just be a good person in life and you'll get ahead farther than trying to be someone sneaky or conniving very nice very nice i thousand percent agree with that uh that especially that last point right there and of course we are winding down to that last question um now matt you've given great great advice during this interview but if there is one just one piece of advice that you could give to somebody out there listening who wants to be in your position today and also may i add um just because that this is um again we have a professional resume writer here i want also one piece of advice for somebody out there who wants to you know just just for your resume just so one piece of advice from somebody who wants to be in your position and one piece of advice for somebody who's trying to improve their resume 
Absolutely. And in, in my position specifically as a resume writer, the way to get into this type of role would be uh, in, in how I did was go through the HR route of recruitment. And, and, and I'm not saying everyone should just go be a recruiter, but honestly, recruiting is such a neat little profession. It's tough. Don't get me wrong. Ups and downs, emotional roller coaster. But I learned so much about the job hunting game and, and way hiring managers engage and, and way clients you can vi- validate uh, them as a as a as a, vi- a viable fit, you know, like so recruiting is an excellent way to build yourself an HR profession. I got a friend I got in recruiting and now he's an HR manager for a, a tier two automotive supplier. And I got a cousin I got in recruiting and now he runs a, a recruiting firm, a staffing firm. I mean, like so uh, if someone's like, I don't know what to do, I want to do something maybe office but I don't want to do sales. I don't want to do, you know, marketing or I don't want to do finance. You know, think of HR, think of recruiting. A lot of recruiting companies, too, don't require degrees. They just they just literally, if you could produce, you'll stick, stay around for a while. It's kind of like the mortgage kind of business. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for anyone who's kind of just wondering about some neat office jobs, look into recruiting. They got some fantastic companies out there like Aerotech that will offer a base and commission. And you'll kind of open yourself up to the HR world, which has so many different components to it once you actually see it that there could be lifelong opportunity for you in the, you know, quote unquote business world. But that's just because it's me personally. Obviously, um, I can have a more of an existential idea as to how to get into, a, you know, just a professional role in general. But for, for, for me as a resume writer, uh, I think a good route is go the recruitment route because you're writing resumes all day anyway. You're trying to amp up your clients for the hiring manager. So you kind of redo their resumes anyway to make them look better. And you kind of get that, you hone that skill early. Very and then, nice. And then, and then, as far as the, um, I think you said the piece of advice. Piece of advice for any anybody who's trying to build up their resume right now. Yes. So anybody who's trying to build their resume right now, my one piece of advice would be is to make sure you have every uh, part of the resume that speaks towards the new role that shows transferable skills and again that value offering and how you can eliminate the pain points of the hiring manager why is that opening there there's a reason that they're struggling to fill it how are you going to be the person that fills it so how do you find out that information stay on top of the industry if you want to be an ad writer if you want to go make commercials that people will memorize your tags forever like bud light commercials and stuff then you better know the advertising business you know what i mean so make yourself an expert hang out with thought leaders online there's so many opportunities now to learn because of online, uh, you know, access and networking. So go surround yourself with it. Don't have, you know, what it. Don't just kind of casually read an article every once in a while. Be an expert so then eventually you can be given the advice. Very, very, very nice. Now, Matt, again, has given excellent, excellent, excellent pieces of advice here today. Um, now, Matt, is there any type of way that my audience can reach yours, whether it's a website, social media, even a book, just anything so that you can promote so my audience can reach yours? Absolutely. If they go to jobstickers.com, like pot stickers, everyone's favorite snack, uh, go, go to job stickers, and that'll take you to my website, my blog, and you can, you can find my world over there. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And the link is in the description below, guys. So please go and check Matt out. Matt has been an excellent, excellent, excellent guest today for the podcast. And folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Matt helped you find it here today. 
folks, that is a wrap. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a review so that someone else can discover it too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at YI Network for episode updates, weekly takeaways, quotes of the week, and much, much more. And if you or somebody else you know is passionate about their job and would like to share their story, email us at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you soon, folks. And I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm persistent.